right, and welcome back to another great episode of Secure Talent Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Denny Caballero, and today I have two amazing individuals, Dr. Mark Gordon and uh, retired Green Beret Andrew Marr, both uh, which work together now in the Warrior Angels Foundation, uh, and they're here to help us understand and break down what we have been dealing with. It's not just one issue. Uh, it's a, a whole conglomerate of different issues. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. You guys have been on the forefront of this fight for a long time, both with the the foundation, uh, with your movie, and of course your book. So thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's an honor, Danny. Thank you, brother. Absolutely. Uh, please, uh, Dr. Gordon, please uh, give us your primer into this world because I we, for those of you just now tuning in, we've been talking for about 30 minutes now, but, uh, it, it's just funny how we're so quick to give the diagnosis of PTSD without truly understanding what's going on in the individual's mind and the body and that connection of what's really going on with the individual. We have these labels and quick diagnosis of, Hey, this guy's in trouble. He's got PTSD. Get him over here. Talk to the shrink, take some pills, and then you'll be good. Yeah. However, there's so much more to the issues and more to the story at hand. Yeah, the uh, the issue between PTSD and traumatic brain injury, but more importantly, what you really said was these labels that we give. And once we apply a label, we've now uh, identified someone who can't be anything else. So you say they're PTSD, they can't be anything else. You call them depressed. You call them anxious, you call them, you know, any of the uh, abbreviations that we use, OCD, so forth and so on. But it comes down to uh, a more simplistic approach. I mean, neuroendocrinology, the love of neuroendocrinology is it's so convoluted, and my job is to make it very simple. And the simplicity is that when you have a trauma, and we have two different kinds of trauma, we have physical trauma, uh, where you get hit on the head or you slip and fall, uh, and then we have a non-physical where it might be a blast wave or it might be uh, emotional stress or it might be a surgical procedure. And what happens is it changes the chemistry in the brain so that the chemistry does not foster the continuation of a normal chemical environment for the brain to live in. And that's a, a neuropermissive environment. And we have this disruption in this biochemistry. And this disruption in biochemistry is what leads to the breakdown in our emotional stability and our intellectual or cognitive abilities. So it's the, the inflammation that's creating it. And one of the issues that Andrew and I have both dealt with is the way in which the criteria that's used for defining PTSD or TBI. You know, it's so much easier to call everybody, you know, PTSD and give them a little bag of happy pills and see how well yep. they do. And the other issue is the criteria that the DOD and the VA have set out to use to define someone who has had, quote unquote, a real TBI includes loss of consciousness, amnesia and disorientation. Well, it turns out you don't need to have any of that. We have 50 caliber gunners who've never been lost, had loss of consciousness, who've just had that repetitive action. Or we have someone in the civilian arena who's doing a pneumatic uh, drill and that constant drilling. Or else uh, on one of the Joe Rogans that Andrew and I were on, we talked about skiing, water skiing, from hitting or else snow skiing, hitting the moguls. That jarring, constant jarring of the brain is enough to set off the same kind of change in chemistry that a blast wave trauma or a uh, assault on the head can occur. So all the hormones, I mean, you introduced with testosterone. Well, let's make believe that testosterone is one of the tires on a car that you have four tires on. And we only address one tire. What about the other three flat tires? You yep. need to look at the entire hormonal melu because they're not independent. They all interact together. So you have to have, make sure your growth hormone, your thyroid, your testosterone, and your uh, even vitamin D, your DHA, you have to make sure all of these, what they call secondary hormones, are optimal in order to get an optimal response. So yeah, what we look at... Meanwhile, while you're, while you're on the team and you're coming back from deployment, that's yeah. nothing that's ever talked about. Everything you just described no. there, uh, I, 
And I know you're in the same boat, Andrew, when you were first going through your um, health issues, I I can only imagine you dealt the same way and the same things I did, which is like, I don't know what's going on. I, I, I can, I know I don't, I don't feel right. I know I'm angry. I know I don't feel like who I used to be. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's somewhat of a, a, a nightmare for those going through it and their, and their loved ones. And like you said, Denny and, and uh, Mark, Dr. Gordon, with, you know, these labels. And so uh, making it inaccurate uh, or rust, rushed assumption to a diagnosis uh, saying that uh, an individual, let's say a SF operator, has post-traumatic stress without a proper uh, workup um, is akin to looking at someone with a compound fracture in their arm and telling them it's psychological without doing an x-ray. Uh, well, that's preposterous. And what we're saying that this is the exact same level of preposterousness <laughs> if you don't properly do the right assessment <laughs> to identify what's really going on. So how can someone tell me when I have a, uh, a mountain of uh, evidence over my lifetime of being a certain way and now the contrast against that backdrop of my previous self or my everyday self? is so far removed that you can't even recognize the individual. And uh, that isn't, again, like uh, there was no thought process going, uh, like maybe it has something to do with all these explosions that you've been around to. Maybe there's some physical component to all this. It was just, no, somewhere in there, inside the mind, uh, you have uh, a capacity for only so much. And you've experienced so much combat and you've compartmentalized and stored all that away into filing cabinets that those filing cabinets are now no longer able to close. And so the all the symptoms that you're experiencing is purely a fallout from all of that. And that just didn't it never sat well with me. Uh, it didn't add up to, you know, anything that, that I understood to be accurate. And I, uh, I wasn't trying to get out of, I wanted to go back and do what, what I was good at what I was meant to do. So yeah, man, that's, that's the hard, that's the hard part. And that's not just for team guys. That's, that's for anybody, but you know, uh, our community and uh, our reach is, is first and foremost in the team room. So I think that's why it's important to have these conversations and to really unpack this. Yeah. It, it's, it's the most frustrating thing on earth when you come back from a trip and that your bucket's full, you finally have it, you've had enough. And now the personality sw- switches and maybe you're not able to perform the same job functions that you were. I know when I felt it at my worst as a warrant officer on the team, I couldn't keep anything without my, uh, throughout my normal day to day activities uh, organized. I couldn't keep any of my notes structured properly. And it just felt like all of a sudden cognitively, I was a completely different human being, but nobody wanted to sit down and look at me from head to toe. It was just like, Oh, well you're dealing with emotional issues, psychological issues. We'll, we'll get that taken care of. And it's like, guys, I think this is something bigger. And I, I still see it to this day. We're still not wanting to do the lab work. We're still not wanting to get guys in and talk about doing a comprehensive blood work. And that to me is like, man, we're, we're finally at the end of 20 years of constant combat and our guys are still suffering from, uh, a lack of ability to diagnose appropriately and it's falling on the individual and their family to do their homework and research and reach out to organizations like yourselves find dr mark gordon on linkedin and look at his uh his studies online and find real answers um but it's something that desperately needs to change uh, how did you go about um what were your first steps in getting that help how did you approach it and yeah. Well, I mean, going back to the team room, Denny, and you were talking about it, you started to notice um, your notes weren't structured as, as, as normal. And basically, as I understand it, what you're saying is the things that you used to do with relative ease became a very difficult and, and a burdensome process. And uh, it was very much the same thing with me. And for team guys specifically, the number one goal and priority is to, re- to remain on the team so that you can serve at that capacity. So you're not going to just kind of volunteer information that you think that uh, nobody else wants to hear because everybody else is dealing 
with a high level of stress and, you know, personal issues and family issues on the team. So guys are really um, compartmentalized about bringing anything to the forefront that uh, is going to highlight them as not being able to cope with their own personal issues. And, uh, and I was no different with that. And so with the consequence of that is that usually by the time that we raise our hand for help, man, the ship has left the port, the train has left the station, whatever euphemism or metaphor you want to yeah. use or use is uh, that that's happened. And the problem is now so difficult that it can't be sat on anymore. It can't be hidden. Um, it's the full on uh, hand grenade has exploded. And now we got to deal with the consequences. And so yeah. what I really hope to do is a continuation of, of what's been going on is to elevate the conversation that happened that makes it all the way to the team room where we can start to implement these early um, early criteria, these early warning signals, these early identifiers to help this from qu- becoming a long-term uh, problem that certainly right now is plaguing our community. So uh, for me, got back from my last combat deployment. It was uh, back in 2013. I, mean, I, can't, I can't believe that's almost 10 years ago, man. That blows my mind, but it seems like it was yesterday and, all, and at the same time, it seems like it was a lifetime ago. But uh, anyways, I got back from my last trip. Uh, we were out uh, east in Bordak. Um, you know, it was a significant combat, you know, sustained combat through the entire, that entire trip. Uh, I was only knocked out once in my entire uh, SF career, and it was on that trip, and it was brief. And uh, I came to, um, and, you know, you know the deal, Denny, um, uh, rocket propelled grenades and uh, PKM machine gun fire and, and uh small arms fires, you know, whizzing in coming by. So I didn't have to think about what was going on. Uh, I knew, um, and it was time to go back yeah. into react mode. And that's another thing. Things are so ingrained in us as operators that it's, it is, uh, no longer a process where they have to think about it. We're so good at it. It's become second nature. It's been become wired into our, you know, central nervous system, uh, as a, as a knowing without having to think. And so we just do. And so the cognitive capacity to kind of realize any issues were going on just wasn't there because I was purely in my, um, you know, uh, muscle memory type of um, everyday uh, actions, if you will. So what that happened was, is fast forward to coming home six months and I'm the epitome as a, of a SF guy in shape, fit, intelligent, you know, everything that that, the best of the best um, that America has to offer in the words of our uh, dear Barry Sadler. But um, what happened, man, was everything started to go wrong and fairly quick. And I don't, have a, I don't have a gunshot wound. I don't have a missing limb. I don't have a missing eye. And so for me, it's like puzzling. It's very puzzling. And it starts from having like low energy. And like, that sounds weird. Like, what do you mean like low energy? Man, I'm talking like so drained that any process or anything to do is just so far out of reach. I can't even comprehend it, much less think about how I'm going to get out of bed and then move outside the house. And uh, I know it's, 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 uh, that's hard and difficult to understand, but like imagine being that energy drained that you literally, your tank was empty. I mean, on E and could do nothing. You still have this job to do. And then I started to have issues with uh, libido with my wife. And that's kind of worked into starting to then notice cognitive issues. All right. So, but I noticed my vocabulary started to slip at first and going to just use everyday normal words were no longer there. And not only were they no longer there, they would get filled in with words that had, had like no relevance to the conversation. I'd be like, you know, oh, did you see that range that we went to the other day? Like, uh, you know, goofy blew up in my face. Um, but, but it was a good day. And I'd be like, what, what just, I can't believe what just came out of my mouth because it was something I was trying to articulate a different word and different words would come out. So that was bizarre. Like not only missing vocab, but having it filled in with something that wasn't relevant at all. And, um, then that continued to, to get worse and worse where just my cognitive capacity was really reduced and my, uh, started to become uh, overly emotional. And without having any really triggers or any, a situation that would warrant you to become very emotional, uh, started to have panic attacks. And, um, I'd never had, I didn't even think I knew what that was. Um, but, uh, started to have panic attacks, started to come on pretty frequently. 
started to become overcome with like this just very serious depression, just kind of leaning over. And, um, and, and that's just on, on the emotional side, man. Then I started to have these physical issues with, um, with my balance. And that came from having like a, such bad headaches that would turn into migraines every day. And the migraines would lead to blurry vision and then to double vision. And then that would uh, have have issues with, you know, balance and and vertigo and and things of that nature, man. So that's kind of how I went from, you know, being that high performing SF guy to to just a shell of of that person. Um, And because the panic attacks were so very bad, you know, drinking uh, nonstop because that's the only thing I could kind of find that would um, uh, squelch what I was having to deal with. So obviously my sleep's uh, affected. My nutrition's affected, um, alcohol's affected, and, I, and I'm essentially a ticking time bomb. And so at this point, you know, you raise your hand and you ask for help. And at least with my team, my company, my battalion, they wanted to do everything they could to support me. They just didn't know what to do. So what, what do you do? Something like that. Well, let's send them to every specialist that we know of. Well, that seems like a very sound and logical process. And uh, I was all for it, man. But what the, at the end of the day... I had like seven or eight different specialists that I was seeing. No specialist was talking to the other specialists. They were just concerned of things from their, you know, very minimal viewpoint. No looking at the overall, you know, person, uh, my, my backstory, my genetic or biochemical uniqueness, like none of that was taken into account. Then um, you throw medication into the mix, which I was put on over a double digit. And I became something that was far worse than when I started. And I was fucked up from the get up. When, when I've said, hey, I, I need some help here. So to be on all that medication, to come out far worse from that was to the point where I was just like, man, it's, it's, this is a disaster and uh, had some other you know, critical things happen in my, in my personal life with my family that just caused me to be at this crossroads where I said, uh, man, I, I, just, I can accept what I've been told here and, um, I, and, and I'm going to accept I'm probably going to die in early. Uh, or if I live the life that I'm living right now, like it's zero quality. There's no quality. I have to have a caregiver that I'm so non, I'm so dysfunctional and uh, I don't want to go on like this. I don't want to be this for my family. I don't want to be this for my children. I don't want to be this for my wife at that point. Any that, you know, I, I've been forced to have a medical retirement. And, and then, so you have this loss of identity as well, which is uh man that, I mean, that in its own right is one of the most difficult things anybody could um, uh, withstand on its own, throwing that medical situation. And then it's just very difficult. I started to understand why people from our community would pick uh, suicide over, over living the life that they were, that they were living. And so that, that kind of that crossroads, like, Hey, I can go down this way and I can live this life. And it's going to be awful. Or I can choose to say, Hey, I don't accept that man. And I'm not going to live this way. And I don't care what anybody says about it. I'm going to figure out somehow, some way that I can improve. And I don't know what that improvement is, but the promise that I made to myself and my son, uh, who was 13 months at his hospital bedside after he had this you know, significant uh, surgery, was that one, I was going to return to the man of my pre-injury status. Uh, two, that I was going to come off all that medication I was told I'd have to be on for the rest of my life that I didn't like the zombie and the demon that it turned me into. And again, I didn't get, I didn't give a fuck, man, what mountain had to be climbed, what door had to be breached, uh, how much money it cost, where I had to go. Cause in my mind, those two things were non-negotiable. And after they were accomplished, the third thing getting that was really a change for me was that I promised myself and my son that after I had made those improvements, I was going to turn around and spend the rest of my life supporting and helping others that were in the same position that I found myself in. And that was really the driving factor, the driving force that moved me out of, I think, one line of time into this new time, new line of time. And I started to go out all over the country on my own dime to go to these different brain centers and get different care and, and um, try different, you know, quote, unquote, alternative things. And that's ultimately how uh, Dr. Gordon and myself uh, rose, um, past crossed and uh, had some garnered some media attention. He had saw it. He reached out to me. He told me uh, about his credentials, uh, his realm of uh, expertise, let's say, in the area of traumatic brain injury, especially with the neuroendocrine system. How he'd already worked with some special force, uh, a special force Green Beret out of uh, third group, I believe. And, um, you know, could actually tell me 
that he thought he could objectively identify what was really going on in real time. And even better than that, Denny, that they could then, based off of those real time findings, uh, provide a practical, a nearly uh, natural and personal solution to me. And that that's what linked me up with Doc. And that's what saved my life. That's what changed my life. And since that day uh, in 2015, I've been symptom and medication free. You know, Doc's been doing this a long time. But since then, we've been teamed up doing it together since 2015. Wow. And, you know, we've done our best to get the word out um, and to actually financially support as many as we could that couldn't support themselves, man. So that's the high level. And I know I said a lot there, but that linked me up with, with Mark and, and got, our, got us on the pass that we're on. The key to or a very important um point that Andrew made in his uh, dialogue or in his statement is that he went through a progression. If you listen to him, he had his trauma, the blast wave trauma that knocked him unconscious for what, five seconds. And then over a course of time, he started having additive symptoms. Now, what those additive symptoms, what we've found, because we have over a thousand uh, military that Andrew and I have worked with in the past uh, seven years, almost eight years, and there's, as the inflammation that is precipitated by the original trauma, by the trauma, starts growing and growing because you're doing absolutely nothing with pharmaco, you know, pharmacology to drop the inflammation. You start getting things like fatigue is very common, then depression, there's insomnia. And that's all due to the fact that the inflammation takes away two very important chemicals hormones in our brain, serotonin and melatonin. And that's inflammation stops those chemicals from being made. So the inflammation, what it does is disrupt the biochemistry of the brain so you can't have great sleep. So you can't have great preventive chemistry of the brain neurotransmitters like serotonin. And then we start seeing people developing headaches, migraines. People have had migraines uh, three migraines a day for four to five days a week, where at nine months, their migraines are totally gone and they're not taking any medication for the migraines. What they've been doing is addressing the neural inflammation, the inflammation in the brain that develops from whatever form of trauma you've had. So uh, we've had seizure cases, people, we have three uh, vets who are wheelchair dependent, they're no longer in the wheelchair, but it's a progression. And one of those progressive points or the points of end is what they've been calling PTSD. And if you overlap the symptoms of PTSD or TBI and PTSD, they're almost identical. But the powers that be, what they'd like to convince us about is that the different areas of the brain are being affected in PTSD versus uh, TBI. What we're finding, that's not the case. We're finding that they're same areas. It might be within the same realm, a little bit to the left as opposed to the right. But that's the uniqueness of the individual. That's the uniqueness of the individual. And they're what we call biological resiliency. And biological resiliency is the uniqueness of one's body to help protect them or their brain from progressive injuries, things that will help good sleep, good nutrition, low alcohol, physical exercise, uh, stress reduction, whether or not it's meditation, mindfulness, or any of the modalities that are available, Pilates, stretching, whatever. These are, or cold, ice submersion, in fact, is yeah. something that helps with chemistry of the brain, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. And so it's building the biological resiliency, which is like putting another plate of Kevlar on your vest. And that's what we want. And what we've been seeing in our population is that we'll have people who have been with us gotten back to normal, which is Andrew is not an exception. Andrew is a consistency that we see that people who go on the protocol after they've had their biomarkers tested and we do their protocol you know, their treatment protocol, they get better. But we've seen people who have gotten better and then they subsequently have an automobile accident or they have, you know, some kind of subsequent trauma and they freak out because they're back to where they were at the very beginning. 
And all we do is we add one or two products to the regiment. And in two to six weeks, they're back to where they were before because we've already put in a thicker level of biological resiliency. There are things you can do. Holy shit. Low inflammatory nutrition. That's what my daughter Allison does. Low inflammatory food, stay away from gluten, stay away from sugar, trans fatty acids, minimize your alcohol or eliminate your alcohol. Um, you know, so there are things you can do that will help you to rebound. So that's what we've been seeing is that they're not getting the subsequent injury and staying down. They're coming right back up. So and if I could jump in with chemistry in the brain. With inflammation, you know, the way that it really, I don't know, like a light bulb went off for me is like to try to think, well, what is, what is inflammation? It's in the word, it's your, your body is inflamed, say neuroinflammation. That's, it's inflamed inside the, the skull, inflames, literally on fire, inflames, inflammation, inflames on fire. And when that becomes a chronic condition, that's a disastrous condition. And uh, so what Dr. Gordon's saying here is like, yeah, surely we can treat that acutely, even if it's chronic. But one can also uh, put into their life all these different strategies, techniques, um, uh, modalities that work to minimize that. And that is absolutely a necessary um, base layer that we've seen that uh, will enhance someone's success or minimize it. And the key products that we use are nutraceuticals. They're not pharmaceuticals. They're natural products which have, you know, reams and reams and reams of research. And that's why it took 16 years for us to come out with our uh, primary product that we use for dropping the inflammation brain so that you can, over a course of time, you can notice improvement. Your sleep improves. Your depression starts melting away. Uh, the things that they've used to call, you know, to call uh, PTSD uh, are getting better. Your chronic recycling, that loop of your stressful activities uh, during deployment, those loops start fading because you're no longer fixating on that one uh, series of events that occurred in your life that you're blaming for everything that's happening to you. But that's the, remarkable. Yeah, but the real issue uh, that Andrew and I have always been uh, trying to promote is for the teams or the members of the teams to be able to speak openly and freely without fear of losing their posture about what's yeah. going on. Because that seems yeah, to be one of the resistant points is, oh, I don't want to tell anyone because if I tell someone, you know, I won't be on the team or they'll pull me from the team. No, it gives you an opportunity to start assessment and then treatment. So you bring them right yeah. back to where they were. It's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. It's the absolute hardest thing to do uh, is to stand up and say, I need help. Because yeah. the the idea that we tell ourselves, the myth we tell ourselves is if I raise my hand, and I say I need help, I'm not going to be on the team. I'm going to lose my shot to be on the team. My career is going to end. And no matter how many times we see the opposite occur, it's still ingrained. And and yes, sometimes the best thing for the individual is to take a knee, go sit down, mm -hmm. work an admin job. God forbid we place the career, we place the life, uh, a team life, as the epitome of what we can do. And we don't look at our, our family at home. We don't look at our health. We don't think about the long, the long term. Like, Hey, maybe I do take some time off from the team, but then I can come back in a year and I can come back to another team. Mm -hmm. I can re, I, I can improve. I can rehab and come back. It just, we put so much emphasis on that, that pain of having to walk away for, whatever perceived amount of time as being the end all worst thing that could ever happen to us. And it turns out that if we are honest, we're a little vulnerable and we raise our hand, we can start getting help today. We don't have to wait longer and, and wait till we are in actual crisis in that point where it's like, okay, we have, we have a lot of work to do. Um, and it's just a, it's a cultural thing that it's, yep. 
it's gotten better, but it's still, you're still taking a high performer, somebody that is not only great at what they do, but they love what they're doing and they don't want to stop. Uh, It's, it still needs a lot of work and refinement. I agree, Denny. I thought a lot about it and uh, you know, what do we need to do? And one, it's like this guys from the community that are respected need to communicate. They need to talk about it. They need to talk about their story. They need to talk about the problems. More importantly, they need to talk about the solutions. But from a cultural improvement standpoint, what the guys need to know is that this is very uh, preventable as far as the um, long, the long-term uh, problems yes. stem from being the life of an operator. But if you're not living a life that is uh, uh, congruent with optimizing your performance, and here's how I think we change the temperature. We move of one of talking about treatment or mental health uh, to one of optimizing human performance. Well, what team guy doesn't want to do that? So you talk about starting how to, how to start optimizing mm-hmm. using performance, how to start optimizing cognitive performance, how, how to start optimizing recovery. Well, now everybody's ears really are, you know, pinned back and they're listening and they're attentive and they want to know what's going on. And then you talk, start to talk about these things as having an edge, not only giving you an edge, but one that, that you're not going to get in trouble for. And then two, it's going to provide you an edge and it's also going to mitigate against potentially these long-term effects and long-term problems, which will minimize your time on the team. Well, now I think we can really start to get people's attention. And I think that's where we need to focus our attention moving forward with the younger generation and the follow-on generation. So it can always be this uh, conversation around performance, how to optimize performance, how to not let my performance diminish to the point where I have to go and do these things because I didn't take the take the measures into account that we could have done for pennies on the dollar um, that had me firing all cylinders without having to come off uh, the team. And so that's that's what I'm excited about. Continuing to, to put this education out there so we can help to kind of change that culture. And I think I do think it's doable. Absolutely, I, I think uh, the the newer age of Green Berets, and I've seen it with a lot of my my friends that are still in that are those. Uh, optimum athletes they are now in that team sergeant role and now they are very savvy about maintaining that uh balance between my body spirit you start hearing a little more of that talk of how do we optimize how do we ensure that we're all perfectly aligned in these power in the powerful triad and it's become more of a popular thing where it wasn't so much Back in our days, there's definitely an appetite in the younger guys to be bought in and hearing about what they can do in order to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to our mental health and our physical, uh, like our, our well-being altogether. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think the the reframe, like every operator should understand mindfulness, whether or not he's ever been taught, quote unquote, mindfulness, because you ever step into a tactical situation you just understood what it means to be mindful at all times in all situations in all scenarios. You ever been behind the scope of a long range of weapon? You know what it means to be mindful uh, of everything in your in your in your AO, man. And so I think it's easy to take these lessons, these hard fought lessons that we've learned and earned on the battlefield, and just simply uh, readjust them or retool them and use them. Know that we can use them in our everyday life, and you can literally be in the zone. And have that level of awareness or, or mindfulness, if you will, uh, anything that you're doing. And that does quiet the mind because the mind can't be running all over the place because it's purely in that present moment. But once you realize like, oh, man, I've, I've mastered with my operational skills the ability to be in the present moment, I think I could probably transition that over to any other area of my life as well. And I, no doubt you can. You have. Yeah. <laughs> you have. One of the things that uh, I was about to say is, you know, I'm a civilian. So when I hear from uh, some of the guys that we work with, they come back after a year, six months, nine months being on protocol. And they said, man, I'm off all my medication. I feel great. If I felt like this when I was still active, I'd be deployable. And, you know, a lot of the guys had committed to the rest of their life or anticipated committing their entire life. 
to the military. I know Andrew, when, you know, you came on board, um, you had mentioned that you had anticipated that, uh, the Green Berets or the Army was going to be your entire life and that it was taken away from you. And you had to readjust to a totally different uh, environment. And you've, you know, you've adjusted extremely well, but I would assume that there's some residual of thought back there about how much fun you could have continued to have if you were still active. And I get that. And I hear it from a number of people once they get through uh, the protocol is that they're, they're more capable, they're able to, uh, you know, performance, they've optimized their performance, their ability to function cognitively, mentally, and a lot of the guys have gone back to uh, uh, to the gym or to we had two guys who woke up one morning separately and uh, they <laughs> they wanted to run the marathon. Uh, Kevin Flight was one of them. He woke up one morning, and said, I'm doing a marathon. And he trains for six <laughs> months and runs and completes a marathon. And I've got a 62 year old who contacted me. He said uh, he's felt the best in the past 20 years. And what did he do? He ran a half of a, um, what is it, triathlon? Ran a half of an Ironman, half an Ironman. Oh, and you wow. see these guys who are not using age or their past mental or physical restrictions to limit their activities. They're going, they're going further than they've done in the past. Yeah. And this is attributable to the fact that, you know, they have uh, improved their biochemistry of their brain. I mean, that's my sole effort is how to return the brain and the chemistry of the brain. So you're optimal, optimal. You know, I sat with Andrew's parents for about three hours for the longest lunch I've ever had. And they're telling me how he had improved in all these things. And his mom surely said to me, you know, he's actually better now than he was in the past before he enlisted. So we are able to tap into this performance aspect and to heighten it. I think I was telling you when we were chit-chatting before we started that we have a couple of guys who have developed photographic memories, uh, semi-photographic memories, where their brain function had gotten so much better that they were able to, you know, read something. And then days, weeks, hours, months later, they were able to close their eyes and see what they had read. You know, something stimulated it. So what we do is highly, you know, is performance related for brain and body. And, you know, as I keep on saying, the brain's the CPU. It's like in a computer. You got your CPU, it controls your monitor, controls your mouse, controls your keyboard and so forth. Well, the brain CPU controls everything, the body and function. So if the brain is working at optimal performance, the body comes on, you know, comes into to play. And one of the areas that um, we went into, I started in 2018-19, uh, was in peptides. We've got 70 vets who were given orthopedic disabilities by the VA. And uh, what we did was we put them on to or educated them on some of the peptides that are out there that help with healing. And we see guys that, you know, had physical handicaps, they're gone, or rotator cuff, or Manubrium from a hip or elbow or wrist, and they improve. Wow. I mean, Andrew, if he wants, he can tell you his story of, you know, I, I didn't really believe it, but it happened so quickly with your elbow. Remember that? Yeah, I, I've used it nope. several times. And uh, with, with like, like Mark said, great results. I, had, I never had um, shoulder problems when I was in. And, uh, and I don't have a specific event, man, but it got to be where uh, my right shoulder, man, I felt like there was a serious tear in there and I couldn't eat, like bring it up over my head. And uh, so I thought, man, there's no way I, I can escape this with probably having to go under the knife. It feels like it's detached. But uh, I gave the, the peptide protocol uh, a try and, I, and I'd already been familiar with it and tried it before because I just kind of used myself as a guinea pig and I can see what's out there. But I'm telling you, Denny, in six weeks, I went not being able to raise my arm over my head, uh, thinking that I was going to have to actually going to go in and, and get an MRI and get surgery. It was so, it was so painful to be completely brain free, completely range of motion back to full and, you know, cleaning and jerking and, and uh, snatching. 
uh, at full capacity back up over my head, you know, putting heavy weights over my head wow. in six weeks time. So I, I'd heard some of the stories, but man, I lived that and that really happened. So, you know, I couldn't believe it. And that's just improving the wow. body's ability to, to yeah. recover and rebuild and regrow. And the science that's is there. Phenomenal because least, that's what's another thing that I'm starting to see uh, amongst our our group of guys is torn labrums, uh, hip surgeries, knee surgeries. I mean, just within my co-host, the guys that I work with, uh, one of the guys is recovering from shoulder injury. And before that, prior to our deployment together, had a, a horrible uh, angel uh, ankle injury where he had to have surgery. And it's, you know, guys are in their mid-30s, early forties and they're having hip replacement surgeries. Like that's, that's insane. And and if that's like, that's just, to me, that's that's something that needs to be uh, like, why aren't we utilizing this? It seems like a no brainer. (laughs) The information's out there, the science there, it's been going for 20 years, if not longer. Um, You know, my introduction was I tore my left uh, partial tear of my left quadriceps and um, six weeks on a protocol, two weeks on, two weeks off, two weeks on, I'm back on my mountain bike. And then I'm doing some work, you know, I pretty tough on my body. And uh, partial tear of the right rotator cuff. And my wife injected me in three days, full range of motion, but I went for a full uh, two weeks of treatment. And the majority of the time, it's within six weeks, you'll know how well you respond to uh, to the stimulation. And that's what it does. It helps the body to uh, repair. It's like you've heard of exosomes. You've heard of stem cells. You've heard of PRP. Um, this is another area within that. But these peptides are all within those other areas of exosomes and stem cell by comp- composition of stem cells. Mm-hmm. So it helps to stimulate uh, repair. And it works, it works very well. It's almost scary it that work it works for so um, my, uh, future third son-in-law, chronic knee problems from all the sports and everything, six weeks on the protocol, and he's at Venice Beach playing in the sand volleyball with a group of Victoria's Secret models. <laughs> okay. And I was right, expecting, well. I was expecting to get the phone call that his knees are worse. No problem. No problem. So you're saying there's a link with the peptides. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to be feeling any. secrets models. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it, I think what spurred him on to go and do the volleyball was the the people he was playing with. But uh, it was a great test. I mean, I was blown away that he came off the field or came off the sand, had no problems. I wasn't there. I heard the story. I'm not invited to those things. And, and the crazy thing is, it, this isn't something where it's a closely held secret where we have to worry about patents. Nope. This is stuff that's it, it's out it there. It just seems to me on my website. I've got a book. Me. Yeah, a friend of mine wrote a phenomenal book. Uh, the head of um, Clinical Peptide Society, Doctor Edwin Lee, wrote a book. It's on my website, and uh, it has the breakdown of every one of the, almost every one of the new peptides are the peptides that we have for mental functioning, for physical repair, to help the gut repair. So they're there and they've been in the literature for a long time. It just hasn't been brought together under one roof in one book and made available. So it's there. And we have some new stuff, uh, Semex for brain and emotion. It's a new peptide that came out. Well, not new, new, but relatively new which helps to stabilize the brain so that you function better. It's, you know, has anti-inflammatory components and also improves the communication between nerves, neurons. So that the, yeah. And it's all there. The information is there. For your protocol specifically, if our green berets, if somebody gets in contact with me and like, Hey, listen to the episode, how do we go about, uh, getting that protocol that treatment how how do we uh because I, I feel like anybody that's in that's in our situation would be willing to pay out of pocket mm. to make this happen andrew go ahead 
Yeah, I mean, there's two avenues there. One is obviously through our, our foundation, uh, the War Angels Foundation, our you know our partnership together with uh, Mark, and that's the Millennium Warrior Angels uh, Foundation, you know, TBI project as we call it. But then simply come to our website, WarriorAngelsFoundation.org. Now, you know, there's as you might uh, imagine, uh, a lot of people from the community, uh, military, active, and veteran uh, that come there. So. We do run somewhat of a, a closed loop system uh, with getting the people the support, but you can definitely come there, start a dialogue, uh, find out all the different resources, information that we have on how to get started, and you can start uh, on the website. That's if you need are looking and need some level of financial support. So that's going to be somewhat competitive just because there's resources at play. If you can cover your own yeah. cost of treatment, then you can go to directly to Dr. Gordon's uh, website, tbihelpnow.org, and sign up to be uh, seen by him directly. Uh, but that's that's the two avenues that we have. We got the nonprofit angle, and then the uh, Dr. Gordon's clinical practice. And Dr. Gordon has personally subsidized um, all of the costs uh, for the military and, and veterans, so they get the absolute uh, best price that the market will allow. And uh, I'm always uh, just blown away at the level uh, that he will go to to make that happen, um, the, the profits that he will give up to do that. And I've seen him consistently, and he would never say this on his own, but I've seen him consistently do that from day one, and he wants no fanfare about it. But I, I just, I'm here to make it be known that, talk about a, a more stand-up guy, I can't think of one. So, but those are the two, those are the two routes you can go. Uh, Dr. Gordon's route, warriorangelsfoundation.org. And we'd love to start that conversation. And uh, there's a wealth of information on both websites, man. And that's one thing that we really pride ourselves on is putting out good information. Because when I was going through this, uh, Denny, um, there wasn't any alternatives being talked about. It was just, hey, here's this. And what is this? Psychotherapy and medication. Medication that didn't produce positive outcomes. Mm-hmm. Now, it's say at least, hey, um, yeah, that definitely exists. Um Evidence shows it doesn't work for most, uh, but if you do want to attempt something else, like here are some other alternatives. Oh, and by the way, they're they're scientifically uh, valid and they're, they're evidence based as well. Uh, so you now you can make up your own mind and decide what you want to do to benefit yourself. It's just being told you had just this one option. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, another quick question on that note. What are some things that you would recommend guys do? Um, say they're not in crisis yet. They're not. Suicide is not a factor at the moment. But what are some things that you both would recommend? Yeah, let me answer this. Uh, the traditional protocols, NICO, VA, private docs, that's a traditional approach. They'll interview you and immediately want to put you on a drug. Maybe they'll send you to mm-hmm. get an MRI done so they'll see the little calcifications that we spoke about earlier and say, oh, you've had trauma, okay? But they can't see the inflammation in there. What I would recommend to people, as I do recommend to people, is that there are two levels of the program that Andrew and I have, Uh, a level which is 100% nutraceutical, which means natural approach. And at his website, he has our protocols, which are the nutraceutical products, And we recommend people go on to it for a period of 90 days. If during that 90-day period of time, you get a 50% or greater response, continue. If for any reason you have less than a 50% improvement, then come and get the laboratory testing done, okay? And it took me 14 years to put together this biomarker panel, And it's really about understanding how it gets interpreted. And we have a software package that does help us with the interpretation. And that would include being on maybe some pharmaceutical products like injectable testosterone, clomid, thyroid, or what have you for a woman, uh, female estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, and so forth. So it's, we've built it into a two tier. Why is that? Because we have, we've got, my daughter and I have about a thousand active clients. But we have over 7,600 who every month are on the nutraceutical protocol getting better. And I want to bring up that this is not a lifetime uh, necessity because we found that people who after a year or two years or a year and a half or nine months, 
they're doing so well that they can pare down and offer the products and continue doing well because the issue is what? If we can stave and shut off, mitigate the inflammation, you can start healing. Not until you fix that inflammation can the brain start its process of recovery. It's like a house is on fire. You're going to start rebuilding the house while it's on fire? No. You got to make sure that fire is totally out. And when it's totally out, then you go and you take the charcoal or whatever they call it, the, you know, the burnt all stuff out, the carbon, and you take down the joists and the two by fours and you start putting new drywall and you put all that new stuff up. That's what we have to do with the brain. So what we've been able to do, and this was a 2020 project I had with the Marines out of uh, Pendleton where um, we put them on a nutraceutical protocol to test it out. And sure enough, in 90 days, 65% of the active Marines had a 50 to 100% improvement. 35% of them did not. So that was the okay to move ahead for me. We tested it out, got a great response, and it's called the phase two protocol. 100% nutraceutical relatively inexpensive um you know and we still have you know relatively inexpensive so it's 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 affordable and it's not to say that if they go on the full program it's not affordable it's because as andrew just noted uh my goal is to develop products uh educational tools and products for treatment that generate funds so we can put it right back into into the kitty so that we can help uh, to get this yeah. moving forward. My goal is to get it down to as close to zero as I possibly can. And the um, real goal is to see if the you know, VA DOD will pick this up and start implementing it. I mean, this year we've had, Andrew and I have had some great responses that have taken me 14 years since 2009 and us together the past eight years. And we're starting to have the you know the centers that do uh performance optimization the functional medicine coming to us and saying hey we're now interested in what you're doing we'd like to receive some lectures we'd like to see some information and the last thing that i'm going to say is uh the efforts that uh, the warrior angel foundation and their affiliates and associates have been doing in terms of psilocybin and getting uh, psychedelics out there to be used. Now they're in Oregon and Colorado. There's a handful of other states that have decriminalized it. And the the products are doing very well. We interact with uh, a number of groups, both within the United States and outside the United States. And they're feeding back on the outcomes of people who have had a tough time improving. Not only our patients, not everyone is 100% fixed by our protocol. There are people who have very deep and very prolonged uh, processes and the medication didn't help alcohol doesn't help drug abuse doesn't help that needs to go out the door immediately in order for us to heal we need to be off the alcohol because alcohol destroys the brain changes the chemistry of the liver so you can't get the testosterone levels you want so you know it's, it's a whole bunch of groups but uh andrew if you can Share a little bit on the the, the psychedelics, yeah. which has become incredible in a short period of time. It's just exploded. Yeah, not explosion in yeah, the explosion sure. sense, but it's grown. <laughs> Sorry, didn't you say? What yeah. would you recommend to the guys who were just early on, or just wanted to uh, ensure that they were going to maintain on the trajectory that they're on? you know, doing what they love with the people they love and Mark nailed it. And this is the God's honest truth. What we attempt to get the word out like, Hey man, like there are these anti-inflammatory nutraceutical products that will help you to build, protect and optimize the brain. Therefore it's resiliency against the everyday life of, you know, combat sports, uh, it being an operator, you know, like you said, some, you know, pneumatic tools, you know, whatever are just life happening. And we're living proof. We, we, ha we have too many pigs that now fly to say like pigs can't fly. Like you, you implement these things and <laughs> quality of life. Improves. I'm living proof. We have just so many, so many cases. And so that's always where, where we start and it's the lowest hanging fruit, man. And I'm not just saying this, like, I, I live by it. So I take the um, 
the nutraceutical products that Dr. Gordon's uh, company has created. And I'm not paid or anything else to say this. It's the best, highest quality product on the market because it utilizes all these individual products that when you take them together or have this synergistic effect. And he wraps that up into this delivery mechanism that make sure you don't piss it out. <laughs> it's absorbed through your, uh, uh, in, in, <laughs> right? Like I don't want you paying cash and then pissing out 85% of it. And so what that means, it's going to be absorbed. <laughs> and so it's I, I, so, Hey man, like, yeah. okay, you take it. Well, what about like, so I got seven kids and a bunch of little ones and twins that are four. And these guys are fucking crazy, man. And they're hitting their head all <laughs> the time. <laughs> all the time and i don't lose the wink of sleep we, we hit them with some brain care too some uh high dose uh, omega uh fish oils and they're good to go like we're squirting this stuff down these kids neck like left and right <laughs> but but uh you know they're, they're good to go and uh so that to me is the biggest endorsement i can give as a parent to say hey like uh, i'm not like this bubble bubble yeah. parent or this hovering parent um want to make sure that uh they're just guarded from life at all times uh we want them to be a participant full-on participant in life and go and live it to its fullest and then at the same time no man like hey when these things happen we can do things about it so that would be again what i would communicate to all the team guys hey you don't want to go with uh, dr Gordon's products that's fine n-acetylcysteine nac uh, uh, curcumin uh, the, the, the VIX, the tocopherols and mixed vitamin E's, um, you know, you don't have to take my word for it. Just start looking at what are some natural, uh, anti-inflammatory, uh, nutraceutical products that are out there that show to be, uh, have benefit for, uh, inflammation and you can find it yourself or you can go to our websites and get that information, man. But I just want to, I just want to double down on that because it's so important. And like, that is this is life-saving information. This is not just energy. I mean, this is not just uh, career-enhancing information. This is potentially life-saving information, and that's what's kind of hard to get get it over, get through this stuff because the way we're conditioned with the, with the medical system, if it's not a uh, uh, a pharmaceutical, like well, it must not be have any value. But that's just kind of yeah. uh, ignorant thinking when you really kind of understand. Like, hey, these are from nature we're talking about nutraceutical from nature we're talking about nutrition and what we put in our body bodies matters and that's why we're finding this just incredible response and like you said 65 percent of the marines that's not insignificant that was an infantry battalion okay out there at middleton that had seen combat um and to just Mm -hmm. them on the who had tbi symptoms to put them on nutraceuticals and for 65% of them to say, man, everything that I was experiencing, I now no longer experience in less than three months time. Like that's, that's ridiculous. But that's, that's like you said, that's the norm. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't, I, I would be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity to double down on that. What, what would be my recommendation to the guys? That's just it, man. Start with that and then think about, okay, what else in my life can I get ahead of? Um, how was my nutrition? Like when I was on the team, all I cared about was getting a bunch of protein, but I didn't really ever think about where's the protein coming from, you know, all protein shakes, what's the different fillers, all that type of thing. And so, um, it's not that hard to clean up, uh, your nutrition as well and start thinking more of how can I eat, uh, in this anti-inflammatory way. And I'm, I'm a meat eater, man. And I'm telling you, you can, there's uh, that, absolutely conducive to being a big meat eater and still eating an anti-inflammatory protocol. So then I would start looking at those other ways in my everyday life uh, that we can do that. So that, that's low hanging fruit there, man, that you can see, like, I, what's the one or two things I can take away and do right now? Like, that's it. Boom. Um, and then as we're getting into the uh, kind of this uh, renaissance of uh, psychedelics being used for a variety of different reasons, we're seeing tremendous benefit in our population with that. But I will, I will preface this that this is just as important as finding the right 
doctor to know how and when to administer testosterone to the individual because some people are just given testosterone. They have, they're not doing the correct test. They're not having the correct understanding. They're not knowing of what's upstream of that, what's downstream of that, what's the long-term effects. If I do it in this way, if I use a certain application of testosterone, that's going to have negative effects. So here's this very beneficial thing that's produced by the body, but if used in an inappropriate manner, that is not based on a, you know, individual's uh, best case scenario, then what we find is like they come out worse than when they started. Psychedelics is no, are is no different. Or I, I talk about like water. Like we know in our community about hyponatremia. Means you drink so much water that you just literally push through every like every salt out of your body, and now your your kidneys are are failing. I, I knew guys that actually suffered from hyponatremia. So that's water. So water is deadly. You can think about it that way if it's used inappropriately or the wrong way. Now I'm not psychedelics mm-hmm. are deadly. But I'm saying that they need to be used in an appropriate manner. What do you mean by an appropriate manner? Well, one, I would want to ensure that an individual's brain and their body and their emotional system is as uh, as high performing as it could be. So what do you do for that? Well, I would want them to be on a sustained protocol at least an anti-inflammatory protocol or the, you know, the, the more personalized protocol that Dr. Gordon offers to ensure that their brain and their body is already in that growth stage and it's not riddled with neuroinflammation. Because if that is the case, then you're setting yourself up for probably a less than optimal experience. So one, we want to make sure, just like anything else, that the brain and the body is in the right environment. Number two, you need to figure out, like, if you're going to go and use these uh, natural molecules, well, really, what is your intention behind that? Is there stuff that you think that is locked away that you can't get to and you need to address, you need to confront? Or is it looking, you're looking to expand your current level of thinking on something? Like, you should have a pretty good idea of what and why you want to ingest these, uh, these compounds. And, and what I'm really getting at here, Denny, is like you should be in a structured program that has a professional or professionals to oversee this. So there's preparatory work on the front side, both with your, with the medical, you know, your, your, your nutritional protocol, uh, potentially TBI protocol. You're getting ready to make sure your mindset is in the right state to have that experience. Then you can go, go in and you can have this um, psychedelic experience and then you rode the roller coaster. Great. You had all these new understandings and these new connections and, and things might make more sense than they ever have before. And you can understand how everything in your life has evolved and developed in a certain way and in complete congruence to lead you to where you need to go next. And you see the uniqueness and the connection uh, behind it all. But what are you going to do with that? And then how are you going to use that in your everyday world where you've had this mountaintop experience, but everybody else is in, in your environment is still kind of operating at the same capacity. They don't really care that you've had this mountaintop experience. Well, that means you need to be able to integrate whatever happened with that experience and also figure out how you're going to be able to navigate your, your current environment when you come back from this experience. So these are all things that we necessarily don't have answers of the best way to do that. But that's why we felt both personally and as organization that we wanted to get in and understand the landscape of psychedelics, one. And then number two, that we could also help to be supportive to make sure, to ensure that when our brothers and sisters from the community wish to engage with these compounds, that there is a safe and secure process that they know that they can trust um, to have to be able to go through this and use these things for healing and growth and expansion. And uh, so, you know, and I know I didn't go into actual the, the experience. There's probably a whole different podcast for that. But I just wanted to go around the importance of setting it up the right when you do that, then you really open yourself up to these benefits. And the science is really starting to come out uh, on this of all of the different neurological uh, benefits, the neuroplasticity and, and everything else. So we're just scratching the surface oh, yeah. of, of the benefits uh, and the long-term benefits of this. And, you know, we're, we're kind of uh, need to be on the kind of the cutting edge of that as far as the veteran community. Absolutely. We were, um, we, for the longest time, we've, we've thought of psychedelics as these evil, uh, harmful things not to meddle with, but in reality, they're, 
their medicine, their medicine that need to be utilized the proper way in the proper setting with guidance of individuals that can uh, be there with us while we're taking it. Uh, and we're just starting to see that. And I, but that's definitely another episode that I want to bring you both back on for that, because come to find out like there, there is uh, a lot of uh, evidence and testimony from guys in our own community that have been using it for getting treatment uh, here recently. And they're completely different. They, they are happy, they're thriving and they owe it to psychedelics. Um, we can't thank you both uh, enough for being here today, talking about this. One more time, the websites where uh, our guys and gals can go for this information, and if um, if they can get a hold of you through social media, what those handles are, real quick. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, uh, again, we're WarriorAngelsFoundation.org. Uh, Mark, is, is TBIHelpNow.org? Is that the one you want to uh, give out? Forgive me for asking you on the spot, but uh, that's the one. I yeah, that's the one. The that's the educate. Yeah, that's. That's the educational one that has the new area about psilocybin and uh, support documents. It has uh, the marine studies on there, as well as our every year I uh, publish a paper called the summary. So people can see how our civilians do, our military do. And just recently, uh, we added tinnitus ringing in the ears by accident. We found a protocol which ends up reversing uh, ringing in the ears. So tinnitus, yeah. And, it? yeah, Andrew, Andrew is one of the top reversers. He's a hundred percent improvement for an EOD guy, not having tinnitus, <laughs> right? How's the tinnitus doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andrew, zero tinnitus. How, how, how's the tinnitus? If it, yeah. if it does, from a hundred percent to zero. Yeah. hundred percent to zero. And you're, uh, every now and then I'll, I'll have it come on and I can really focus in wow. on the tinnitus and minimize it till it's completely gone and, and, and within like a minute or two. So it has no negative effect yeah. on my life whatsoever. Yeah, we have 92 Jeez. vets in the project and they're averaging about 50.7% reduction in their tinnitus. Our civilian population has a higher response, but look at what caused their tinnitus versus in our military. Yeah. Major difference between it. So uh, it was not something we went in looking for. It came and bit us in the ass. It came and took. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've yeah, been monitoring it. Everybody for two that years. I know that's a close friend suffers from it. So yeah, and that's that's one of the things that's like go read about it the at the five. website. <laughs> They can read it at the website on the 2021 annual report. It's a separate graph showing Perfect. It. Okay. Awesome. All right. Guys, thanks again for being on here today. And I can't wait to have you both back on. Thank you so much. Until next time.